I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So um, I was trying to take a vacation, you know, a little long weekend, take a break. And obviously, my DMs have just been completely flooded with you guys asking when there is going to be an episode of breaking down what's happening in Israel. So today is that day. We're actually going to spend the entirety of today's episode on this one issue so that hopefully you guys can walk away with not only an understanding of what happened over the weekend in Israel, but also the historical context for everything that's going on, as well as what we can expect going forward. But before we jump into all that, I have to say, if you come here as a place to get the news broken down and understand things better, please help us to support our sponsors because without our sponsors, this show doesn't exist. So I have to tell you guys today about Protea and I'm so excited to do so because they make our show possible. So Do you have a lingering skincare issue that you can't seem to get rid of? Have you ever thought about going to see a skincare professional and then just thought, when would I ever have time for that? And won't it be expensive? If that's you, I've got you. Protea is a woman-owned beauty business based out of Virginia. But here's the thing. They specialize in virtual skincare consultations. Yep, you can be on your couch in your sweatpants. You don't have to go anywhere, but you can get top of the line advice within your budget and guidance from a trained skincare professional called an esthetician. They also have a top of the line cruelty-free skincare line that is produced here in the US and they can recommend products that they know will work for your skin because they're so tried and true. Your skincare professional will always recommend the best products fit for your skin, but if that happens to be a Protea product, they donate a skin confidence skincare kit to an unhoused woman for every purchase. Y'all, I could cry. I love supporting a business that is both woman-owned and gives back. When you support them, you support our podcast. Book a consultation today at www.bookprotea.com, and that link is in our show notes. Thank you in advance to anybody who supports our sponsors. You really do make our show possible. And if you're a patron, even more so, even better. So I just wanted to say thank you guys for making our work possible. Before we jump in, I do have a content warning. This story involves graphic details of mass murder. So you guys, Israel is at war. I'm deeply saddened to see the violence going on in Israel and Gaza and utterly broken hearing that there is yet another war unfolding in our already threatened world. Civilians and especially children should never be harmed even when governments are in conflict. Over the weekend, 
Hundreds of young people were murdered while enjoying themselves at a music festival, a space that should have been safe, joyous, and carefree. Young blood instead seeps into the ground in that same spot. Not the blood of militants, but the blood of concert goers. You and me, guys, we should all be able to see ourselves in the faces of those young Jewish human beings. I see the faces of friends who I consider family. I think of the six million lives lost in the 1940s amidst the world's most grave and costly genocide. Jews deserve a place to call home, a place to finally feel safe and accepted and supported among their own, a place to practice their traditions in peace and flourish without fear that their own success and stability might threaten the same. However, there is important context for what is happening today. I also see my Arab Muslim friends in the faces when I think of Palestinian children who have been murdered. Islamophobia is still very present in modern-day America. Racism and religious prejudice exist on both sides of this conflict. And what's more, the United States of America played a major role in creating this conflict. In the wake of the atrocities of World War II, the U.S. acted hastily in their efforts to find the Jewish people a place to call home. As Western countries have done before, we helped to take an area of land from people who already lived there and deem it something else. We are bound up in this, and many believe that we had our own motivations for helping to create Israel that had nothing to do with the Jewish people having a home, but rather to establish a foothold in the Middle East to help with our own priorities there. Since our last episode, 1,300 lives have been taken on both sides, 264 people are thought to have been murdered at the music festival. 4,400 rockets have been fired from Gaza. Mass graves have been found at the campsite of the festival. Hundreds are missing and an all-out war has been declared between Israel and Hamas. And needless to say, these statistics are being widely shared across all news outlets, and I'm airing on the conservative side as always. So I am, I'm getting this information not from one source, not from two sources, but probably dozens of sources at this point. And again, I'm trying to pick the most conservative numbers to give you guys. Israel has retaliated by cutting off all electricity, which affects running water, and means to get the media out. They're also cutting off food supplies and gas to these areas of Gaza and the West Bank. They also conducted airstrikes of their own without warning. Hamas is now saying that they plan to execute hostages for every airstrike against the Palestinian people. So, It is an unprecedented hostage crisis because many of the concert goers were taken hostage. I've seen numbers that say about 100 people are being held hostage, but we know this is going to be a big element of this crisis. There are two videos that have been widely circulated online of women who were abducted. The first video shows a woman with long brown hair in bloodied sweatpants dragged by her hair out of the back of a car, led around the side of it, and then shoved into a different door. Her captors are armed members of Hamas. 
She has been identified and believed to be alive, but being held hostage in Gaza. However, the second video, the woman is mangled. Her dead body is shown with most of her clothes stripped off. She lays haphazardly in the back of a pickup truck while Hamas fighters waved machine guns over her corpse, shouting Hamas slogans. You can't see the woman's face, but fortunately, she has been identified. She was a German-Israeli dual citizen who attended the music festival that Hamas struck. She was actually identified through her very unique tattoos on her legs. Her mother put out a video from Germany pleading with Hamas to return her daughter's body. We will keep you all posted on these two cases as I know that you probably have seen these videos and may be affected by their outcomes as I am as well. So Hamas, who are they and are they really a terrorist organization? The short answer is yes. They are committed to harming civilians and their origin story is very much that of a terrorist organization in the way that we typically define them here in the U.S. However, What's important to understand is while we largely think of terrorist groups as being fringe ideologies, this group actually has legitimate political power in the governments that represent the Palestinian people. They have the support of a lot of Palestinians who see them as the only group really standing up to Israel on their behalf. They initially rose to power in 2006 and 2007, right after the Palestinian people were granted the Gaza Strip, an important historical territory. People there often see Hamas as less corrupt than the other government bodies that they have, if that puts anything in context for you guys. But they also see that Hamas commits these atrocities that result in retaliation and basically result in everyday Palestinians being hurt worse. So it's safe to say that, yes, Hamas is a terrorist organization with an active role in the government, but they have mixed reviews from the Palestinian people. And that's the best I can do to sum up this whole situation with Hamas in a concise way. Now, I'm not trying to make anyone sick to their stomach here, but I would be wrong not to bring this up. Iran, being run by a group that sponsors terrorism themselves, is very cozy with Hamas. So Hamas, Iran, they're buddies. And they want to do whatever they can to prevent Israel from developing international relations with the Saudis. And that happened very recently. We covered it on this podcast. Um, You can go back and listen to that. But it did not make Hamas or Iran or really any of the countries that we have tension with happy. So this thought popping in my head (laughs) had me on the edge of a breakdown, if I'm being honest. If you listen to this podcast, you know that we just swapped $6 billion for five American hostages. We paid Iran $6 billion. Then they armed Hamas with the munitions that killed these young people. This is something that's been confirmed by CNN, Wall Street Journal, that they planned this together and that some of the munitions were supplied by Iran. So the inference that you could make there is that we, the U.S. taxpayer, paid for these young Jewish people to be murdered because our money went to Iran. Iran sent it to Hamas. Hamas 
killed these Jewish people at a festival. Yeah. So that is why you do not negotiate with terrorists. (laughs) Five lives in exchange for how many? Hundreds if not thousands by the end of all this. And it definitely continued to inch us towards this World War III scenario that we're seeing with Iran, Russia, China, North Korea, and Hamas all teaming up against what looks like the U.S., Israel, Ukraine, and NATO so far. So you may have seen headlines saying that Israel was completely caught off guard on this attack, that there was no intelligence report warning them that this was coming, which it usually, usually they'd have such a warning. So why was this such a surprise? Well, I hate to say it, but this does come back to politics in a lot of ways. No one wants to discuss politics right now. I get it. I don't either. But this is at the heart of what happened here. Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, which we have covered before on this podcast, had his own people so mad at him that they were taking to the streets protesting him because he was attempting to overhaul the judicial system there in basically what effectively would be a power grab. And this was an enormous distraction from everything else that was going on. Hamas saw that they were distracted. They saw this opening where Israel, for once, was not focused on them, but rather focused on infighting due to politics. And it's possible that that distraction really gave way for this attack to be a surprise one. In the wake of the attacks, President Biden made the following statement, quote, This morning, I spoke with Prime Minister Netanyahu about the horrific and ongoing attacks in Israel. The United States unequivocally condemns this appalling assault against Israel by Hamas terrorists from Gaza, and I made clear to Prime Minister Netanyahu that we stand ready to offer all appropriate means to support the government and people of Israel. Terrorism is never justified. Israel has a right to defend itself and its people. The United States warns against any other party hostile to Israel seeking advantage in this situation. My administration's support for Israel's security is rock solid and unwavering. Jill and I are keeping in our prayers all of the families who have been hurt by this violence. We are heartbroken by the lives that have been tragically cut short, and we hope for a a swift recovery for all those who have been wounded. My team and I are tracking this situation closely, and I will remain in close touch with Prime Minister Netanyahu. End quote. If you remember, President Biden did not even want to meet with Netanyahu as of late because he himself did not agree with what he was doing. So this is all very messy. Yes. It's complicated. As much as each side would like to see it as simple, it's simply not. (laughs) So if you're looking to us as a resource on best practices when it comes to talking about the subject, I'm honestly not the best source. But I have shared many resources on our Instagram at newsdujour.podcast, and I will continue to do so. But my general advice is to avoid sweeping statements of any kind. Not all Palestinians support Hamas. Not all Israelis agree with Netanyahu. Not all Israelis are even Jewish. 18% are Muslim. So there's a lot of nuance here, as well as historical weight. It's a great time for listening and above all else, 
condemning violence. This conflict is not new. This tiny strip of land has caused so much hurt for so many generations, and there doesn't seem to be an end in sight when an eye for an eye can go round and round endlessly, both being backed by powerful allies with deep pockets. Both sides feel a genocide is being attempted due to racism and religious persecution. Palestinian people feel that they are being occupied and murdered in their own country, but Jews feel the exact same way. Peace is only possible when you learn how to lay down your weapons and coexist. Until then, the violence will proliferate. God, Allah, Adonai, help us work together, help us protect life, and help us find lasting peace. If you feel this episode helped you to understand this conflict, please consider sharing it with someone else who might want the same guidance or on your social media. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, an eye for an eye makes a whole world blind. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on that platform or a shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us to be able to keep creating the news du jour and reach more people who need a calmer space to consume the news. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar free media. And that is also linked in our show notes. You can follow us on social media at newsdujour.podcast on both Instagram and TikTok. You can follow my personal account at it's Annie Bowles on both platforms as well. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Uh,